Welcome to the It Is Better To Know podcast. This is Anne. I'm Cecilia. And I'm Valerie. This is a podcast where we use our expertise as pharmacists to break down relevant health topics and make them easier for you to understand. Now let's get started. You got me curious. What is up, everybody? Thank you for listening in to episode 12 of It Is Better To Know podcast. I am your host, Anne, and joining me are my two amazing co-hosts, Valerie and Cecilia. Thank you, Anne. You're also amazing. Happy Sunday or whatever day that you're listening to this, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I thought before we discuss today's mindless chatters, uh, which is about dating deal breakers for men to help all Cecilia navigate a dating world. Okay. Well, but I don't have... <laughs> okay. She's yeah. so excited to hear about yeah. this. <laughs> I think I do need to know about this. I'm, I'm curious about what deal breakers you have for men to share with us. I do need some help to navigate the dating world. So, well, And Anne, you have a lot of wisdom. I try, but you know it's all on the internet. But <laughs> yeah, well, you no, need to know what, done, where to look for. Yeah. She's done a lot of research of her, on her own, so no need to reinvent the wheel. I'm really excited to hear what Anne has to say later on, too. But anyways, let's start talking about COVID myths first. There is a lot of information out there on COVID-19. You guys are hearing it all through Twitter, through Instagram, on the news, on the Internet. But it's hard to know what's actually real and what's a myth. I know. So one minute you can read what's a fact, and then the next minute you find another website and it contradicts it. So what, what do you believe? You mean like if I can hold my breath for more than 10 seconds without coughing, I'm free from COVID? <laughs> I did read that. Yes. And we are talking about examples like that. But as we all know, the best way to confirm whether you do actually have COVID or not is not through a 10 second holding your breath, it's through a lab test. This is why it's good that we are having this episode today, because we're going to help stop the spread of misinformation. Just so curiosity, have you ever got the, the swap or the, the nasal swap or the nasal throat? Or even the, I guess in the state, they do the saliva test. Have you guys got any of those done? I personally never had to get tested yet, but I did accompany my dad in getting it, and he was a trooper. I had another friend who actually got the nasal pharyngeal swab, and she said that when they stuck that uh, um, the specimen collector uh, up her nose and was, you know, wiggling around, it felt like her eyeball was being tickled. That's how she oh, described gosh. it. She, she teared up by reflex as well. Yeah, someone told me that it was like they're reaching through your nose into your brain. So I really hope yes. I don't have to experience that. Somehow, when I first got the, the nasopharyngeal swab, the lady just swapped like the side of my nostril. Oh, I remember you telling us about oh, this. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, wait, like I thought you had to go deep because you know yeah. your, your wait, story, I didn't right, suffer Valerie? enough. Is this right? Are you sure? She's like, yeah, it's a new technique. So I was like, oh, really? Okay. So let me guess, you were negative. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had to go te get tested again the second time with the, with the throat swab. And I has that gag reflex. So mm -hmm. I think the third time when she tried to put it in, she just gave up. And she said, oh, I got enough. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> so you had bad like, experience <laughs> both times. I know. I just want the saliva test now. Oh, god. I think you should do the holding your breath test. That sounds 
That sounds like it's easy to conduct. I actually heard about that from a family friend and my mom started to believe that it was real. And I was like, no, you can't believe things like that. Yeah. Mm. (sighs) I know. But anyways, I I know some people are are still um, hesitant to go get the flu vaccine to prevent the flu shot. So I know we've talked about it previously, but the flu shot's not going to protect you against COVID, but it's still important to get the flu shot because the flu season actually goes all the way until the end of March. So it's not too late yet to get your flu shot. So let's go over the, like, what are some crazy things that you guys have heard about COVID ever since it started? It's hard to believe that it's already been nine months since the pandemic first hit Canada. What, what's the craziest thing that you two have heard so far about COVID? Like hydroxychloroquine can treat COVID? Ah, yes. I, that, was, that was a big thing in the news. This is a yeah. myth. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, we all know this is uh, an old and well-known medication to treat malaria. Now for, I guess we all know what is malaria, but for people who's curious, is a disease caused by a mosquito. And these mosquitoes are usually found um, not so much in North America, but more so in Africa and Central and South America. And it's also been used for autoimmune disease such as lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. Now, recently, the reason I say that because um, it made a comeback because President Trump, he was hyping this drug as a possible treatment for coronavirus. (laughs) I remember that. And I think it was actually back in May because he said he took it himself to to protect himself from COVID. Although the actual, his own government said that hydroxychloroquine should only be taken at a, in the hospital or in a research setting, but he was still taking it to protect himself. Well, he did say that it's going to be a game changer, but you know, he hasn't really been talking about hydroxychloroquine very much recently though. Uh, well, he did get COVID last month, right? I'm wondering if yeah, he, he, he took the med because if he did, we should have heard something about it in the news, shouldn't we? I wonder if he stopped talking about it because he said he was taking it to prevent COVID and that he got COVID. So clearly <laughs> it didn't work for him. But I, I did read that he got an antibody cocktail when he got COVID. Um, and he also got an antiviral drug and he also got some steroids. And I know there was a statement released by his doctor that said he was taking a bunch of other medications, so like vitamin D and zinc and famotidine, which is a heartburn medication, and melatonin. And he was also taking aspirin every day. But I, I couldn't tell from the statement if he was taking those for COVID, like after his COVID diagnosis, or if those were drugs that he was taking already before. Funny you mentioned that. This drugs are also recommended by Dr. Oz on his Instagram page. He recommends Tylenol over Advil due to the theory that Advil may weaken the immune system. Now, Health Canada releases a statement to say that there is no scientific link between Advil and the worsening of COVID-19 symptoms. So people who are currently taking Advil or leave to treat other chronic diseases should not stop the treatment. Dr. Oz also recommends an antiviral cocktail to cure COVID-19, which includes vitamin C, 250 mg twice daily, vitamin D, 1200 international units, and zinc, 80 mg daily. I mean, the dosing recommended for this natural products are safe, inexpensive, and widely available enough that I don't see the harm. But he also recommends over-the-counter drugs like famotidine, 20 to 40 milligram, and aspirin, 81 milligram daily for non-hospitalized patients with COVID. Now, 
For motadine, the theory is that individual with acid reflux who takes PPI medication like Nexium twice daily had a two times higher risk of death compared to patients who took Pepsid AC. Despite researchers stating that Pepsid has no direct antiviral effect and no study up to date has shown a definite benefit of Pepsid in the COVID-19 population, claims from influential people like Dr. Oz and President Trump caused shortages of heartburn medications on the shelf. Currently, Pepsid AC it is only indicated to relieve or prevent heartburn, not the treatment or preventions of COVID. As for aspirin 81 milligram, also known as acetosalic acid, is an old drug used for patients who have a history of heart attack or stroke to lower the risk of future blood clots. They are still investigating whether daily low-dose aspirin could be used as a potential treatment for COVID-19, but currently there is also no evidence at all that aspirin provides any protective effect for the general populations from COVID. It is also not recommended for daily use as it may cause more harm by increasing risk of major bleeding. Now, a lot more study is needed to support this hypothesis that all this over-the-counter drug could help prevent or reduce the severity of COVID complications. It is still unclear if any of this drug could help people recover faster than the usual standard of hospital care. I mean, the potential benefits result could just happen by chance. But back to your point, Cecilia, I'm glad he did not mention hydroxychloroquine. It didn't mention if he was receiving hydroxychloroquine for treatment of COVID, so who knows? Yeah, I just want to add a comment, too, that uh, I don't know if this is actually something that he actually quoted, but I got a screen cap of this funny uh, caption that my sister had sent to us. So this is actually the, the day or the day after he got released from the hospital. He was reported to say, the doctor said they've never seen a body kill the coronavirus like my body. They tested my DNA, and it wasn't DNA. It was USA. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't know if this I is can't. actually true. Something that he said, but I, I, I could imagine. It seems it. like something that he could say. You know what? This time too, he was actually trying to. You know how he has never really like specifically mandated or recommended lockdowns for Americans because he's, you know, per, he's thinking about the economy and all of this stuff. So I think in a way he was probably trying to muster confidence in the Americans to say, "Hey, it's okay, even if you get COVID." We have great drugs for it now, and we're we're gonna be okay. We're gonna get USA. through this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways, well, yeah. and you know how he keeps on calling the COVID nineteen the Chinese virus. So after he got released from the hospital, he went on and told the Americans, "You're not gonna pay for it. It wasn't your fault that this happened. It was China's fault, and China oh, is no. going to pay a big price. This was <laughs> China's fault." Does oh he pronounce China like China too? I remember, I remember seeing me China. Yes. China style. But That's the terms yeah. that he used, I mean, it's very like, offensive. It's as so a, offensive. As a Chinese person, yeah. Well, what did he say? Well, no, well, he like the, the Chinese, Chinese virus, virus and yeah. well, I know. Like he, like but did, what else Wuhan did he say? Virus, Asian virus, and like the WHO, like the uh, you know the World Health Organization, they actually had to go on Twitter and tell people, do not use. Any of these terms, it's just simply a coronavirus. Mm. Oh, geez. But yeah. didn't the White House, in response to that, he he had to write something like, he tweeted something like, Spanish flu, West Nile virus, Zika, Ebola, they're all named after places. I had to call it from where it came from. It did come from China. So I think it is a very accurate term. 
Well, I, I don't guess, know. Well, to be fair, I mean, to be fair to him, I guess, like all those, um, you know, uh, where it came from, but still, like, you know, like using that term, especially in a pandemic, like it gets so it's much sensitive. like discriminations and racism to like Asians, uh, especially in America's. And that is true. I think a bigger city in Canada, like Toronto, Vancouver, I hear terrible stories about it. Yeah, like people were being bullied or targeted or people would be just innocently walking the streets and other people would see them and and call them names, right? Or or tell them to uh because of them they're now we now have covid so in our country. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's we a lot targeted. of negative consequences. I did hear in Winnipeg there was there was a person who posted a picture of their friend who's Chinese like on Facebook. Uh, like a picture of them together, just hanging out. And then someone commented, um, like, people are staying away from China and Chinese people. Are you bored with your life? This is quite offensive Wait, I don't well. get that. What does that mean? I don't like, get it either. What do you mean by are you She was saying, like, are life? you bored with your life? Because if you're hanging out with Chinese people, you're going to get COVID and maybe die. Oh, I see. So it's oh, like, oh, I get it too now. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually well, slow to like, catch that on is these very jokes. offensive. And this was not a recent picture. It wasn't a picture of them hanging out like in the in the middle of COVID. It's just a picture of them like before. So it's just like kind of a memory. That but is offensive. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Now that you explain it, is it's very yeah. offensive. <laughs> Are you bored with Are your you life? Are you bored with your life? What yeah. the like you want to throw away your life? Yeah, like even Corona beer sales, like in the states, like it's plummeted because people thought Corona beer is is somehow related the to virus. coronavirus. Yeah, it's I like the thing that, that people believe is crazy. I know it. It is crazy. And do you guys remember when um, COVID uh, just came out and there was a conspiracy theory that the coronavirus actually came from China for biological warfare? Mm-hmm. Heard about that? Yeah. Is it- I mean, they they debunked that because there's nothing in the genome sequence of the virus to indicate that it was, it was engineered. No, so exactly. Good. So it couldn't have been, it wasn't manufactured. It's natural. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get back to hydroxychloroquine and discuss whether or not it is effective for COVID. Well, whether it works or not, I do have to say that the news reported definitely seeing the prescriptions did shoot up after this and doctors prescribing for office use or prescribing it for themselves or prescribing it for family members. There were concerns about shortages and misuse and like stockpiling of this medication. I mean, after Trump told it as a game changer and very encouraging and powerful, I'm like quoting it in the air right now. <laughs> but um, but then the FDA revoked emergency use authorizations for this particular drug. And I heard that the U.S. government got stuck with 63 million doses of, of this medications because they revoked the emergency use of it for COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of doses. But according to the current data, at least, hydroxychloroquine does not reduce any deaths in hospitalized COVID patients, and it doesn't help patients with moderate disease. They actually stopped the hydroxychloroquine arm in one of the COVID trials because it wasn't helping at all. So they stopped it um, on June 17. So right now, we still need more data for patients who are getting mild COVID disease And we also need more data in its role in helping treat people who have been exposed to COVID but haven't shown any symptoms yet. And I just want to reiterate that currently, as far as I know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no drug that's licensed to prevent or treat COVID at this time. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that last sentence there. No drug is licensed right now to prevent or treat it. But um, we will see with the vaccines that have come out recently if that is a true game changer. And people like to think, too, with the hydroxychloroquine, when you drop, when you join that bandwagon, that it's, I'm going to take this for preventative measures and everything's going to be okay. But it's it's not necessarily okay because hydroxychloroquine actually has some serious side effects. Like, for example, it can actually cause abnormal heart rhythm, which could lead to death. Chronic use could actually lead to loss of vision as well. So it's not necessarily a safe drug to take unless you're actually taking it under the proper advice and direction of a doctor. Mm -hmm. And President Trump is not a doctor. Oh, um, what? Yes. Oh, he's not? <laughs> oh, I thought he was oh. Dr. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> But um, he is not the myth that is on the, on the market as well. Drinking and injecting alcohol and bleach protects you against COVID. Do people actually believe that? I can't believe people actually did oh, that. Oh, man. This I mean, is this America. is not... <laughs> well, it's not regular alcohol, right? So we're talking about like isopropyl alcohol, the the one that you use as a disinfectant. Mm -hmm. um, so bleach and, and isopropyl alcohol, I mean, all of this is used as a disinfectant to kill viruses on surface is not designed to be drinking however i guess they believe this because president drum i think one time he was being interviewed and he called um and then i see this infectant where it knocks it out in a minute one minute and there is isn't there any way we can do something about that <laughs> so people mm. went crazy about it and it's it's become like a hot commodity doing covid yeah I know at a news conference, this was a few months ago, he, he suggested injecting the disinfectant as a potential treatment. And this actually concerned the makers that. of Lysol so much. Yeah, because they, they released a statement saying that under no circumstances should our disinfectant products be administered into a human body, whether it's through injection, ingestion, or any other route. So it's, it seems like we keep coming back to Trump and he he's sort of like the person behind all of these Things poop that disturber. are actually missed. Yeah. So yeah. But he's, really yeah, he has a lot of followers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's very influential in that aspect. Yeah. Lots of followers. You know, but you know, surprisingly, like with the, with the election, you would think that so many people uh, express their discontentment mm -hmm. about, you know, his being the in results. office for four years. But the result is like very surprisingly so tight, like so That's close. True. It's crazy how, how much of a followers he has. He has fans. Mm -hmm. And that's why people believe uh, the things he like says. It doesn't sound like either of you are big fans. But yeah, and going back to uh, what you're saying about the, the disinfectants and the Lysol and injection of such, that's probably uh, probably actually explains why the New York City Poison Control Center actually received like a boom, a, a surge of all of these calls coming from average Americans saying that they consumed household disinfectants because this was actually uh, the, the calls for for this actually increased hours after Trump made his comments. This is actually more than twice the number of calls the Poison Control Center handled on disinfectant consumption the year prior. Really? Hours Pretty after? Nuts. That's that's uh, that's amazing. So it's like he made his comments and then the uptake was really high by his loyal followers. That's really scary. I can imagine. I mean, isn't that what they use in the old days to kill people? 
to kill them. Making them <laughs> like making them drink bleach and kill isopropyl people. alcohol. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, evidence has shown that even a low dilution of bleach or isopropyl alcohol is not even safe. Like this is like a totally ridiculous concept to think that drinking this can kill something. I mean, if anything, it's going to kill you. Oh yeah, I I can imagine. But you know, like Trump is very influential, so if he says it, I think people would would believe it, and it's easy to extrapolate that. Oh, you know, they can kill the viruses on on my table. If I drink it, then it can kill any viruses that I have. So I can In see way, why why people would think that. But again, we just want to reiterate that it's it's very dangerous and it can cause poisoning and death. So don't do it. That's a good bottom line. Just causes poisoning and death. And you know, for anyone that went to school, you would have learned about what the d- Wimis thing is. All of the Wimis, yes, yeah, um, safety. Uh, sheets for different chemicals and stuff like that and it was tox- listed toxic back then both bleach and you know isopropyl alcohol why would it all of a sudden be safe for consumption there's like um there's that skull and the two the skull um, that's what i was thinking yeah <laughs> yes. there's that icon on it for a reason so it's it's not safe at all yeah but sometimes sometimes like common sense is not very common mm-hmm. true and i'm actually a victim of that as well but I'm, I, can, I can at least say that I wasn't a common um, victim of this one. <laughs> That's yeah. good, yeah. And they actually like came out with statements that say that even if you um, like breathe in the fumes from bleach, that can actually cause severe heart problems or um, also, well, severe um, problems like for the lungs or and it can also lead to respiratory failure and failure in the liver and also abnormal heart rhythms among other potentially life-threatening conditions. So again, just to reiterate, these products are not meant to be swallowed by people. But, well, I mean, Trump uh, commented, uh, and I quote his saying, he say, I'm not a doctor, but I'm like, you know, like a person that has a good, you know, what? I still don't you know, know what, what he meant by that. No. <laughs> I, I mean, like, good what? I, think, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I think what he good at is like, you know, being the host of The Apprentice. I actually <laughs> enjoying him on it. I think he's actually more entertaining than Arno. Uh, I think that, that's probably the only thing that Trump is good at. He's just good at being entertaining. I find him funny to make yeah, fun he of. Is funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> So let's move on to our next myth. Yes, our next myth. So people believe that if you kept your body temperature hot, that you would not get COVID. And well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a myth. Exposing yourself to the sun or temperatures higher than 25 degrees Celsius does not protect you from COVID-19. So case in point, there's countries with hot weather all all over the world that still had COVID cases. Your resting temperature body temperature is not going to change based on the climate. It regulates by sweating and things like that to keep it at that 37 degrees Celsius range that it's supposed to be at. So that just means that whether it's hot or cold outside, the transmission of COVID from one person to the next depends mostly entirely on human behavior, like, um, you know, talking to each other, sneezing accidentally, touching the contaminated surfaces, that sort of thing. And the same thing goes too with like the hot baths as well. Your body temperature is not going to change based on the temperature of your bath. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and taking uh, an extremely hot bath can actually be harmful. It can burn you. So please do not follow all this advice. 
Yeah, and also yeah. portable hand dryers too. But those also will not kill COVID. So don't try to go to public bathrooms and and you know <laughs> use the hand dryers whole... to kill COVID. Yeah, <laughs> stick your whole body underneath the hand dryer to kill COVID because you can only kill COVID or you can only prevent COVID with proper hand washing, like we've mentioned before. Hmm. I mean, some people are spreading so many fake news nowadays. Um, cold weather and snow can kill the COVID nineteen virus. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so frustrated. <laughs> it's I know. like, where is people common sense here? Right. And just remember, people, is like like Valerie said earlier, the normal temperature always in your body is gonna remain about 36.5 to 37 degree, regardless of the, the temperature outside. So all this concept of cold and hot weather can actually prevent or you know, treat virus is is ridiculous. Mm-mm. And they're so yeah. like it's so contradictory. It's like you can you can keep your body temperature hot and you, you won't get COVID. And also like cold weather can also kill the COVID virus. It's like what what do you listen to? But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but uh in terms of hot, I guess uh speaking of hot, like adding pepper to your soup or other meals doesn't prevent or cure COVID either. So that's that's another myth that's floating around. Yeah, it does make your food taste better, though. I, I do like pepper in my food. Mm, me too. I like spicy I food. love spicy food. Oh. I can eat one of those Thai chili peppers whole. Oh, gosh. I've never I tried did. that. Wow. Do you have a high tolerance for hot, hot food? It sounds like it. <laughs> I would think so. I mean, I never tried one of those ghost peppers before. Isn't that the, the spiciest one? But uh, anyways, but no, those Thai chili peppers that they give you with your pho at the oh. Vietnamese restaurants. Oh, no, yeah, that's I nothing. Can... That's nothing. Well, and you have... also has a high tolerance. No, no, I, I can't. No, I can't really eat spicy food now. But oh. like apparently there's a, a there's a lot of restaurants in Canada, especially one in uh, Vancouver downtown. Somewhere in Grandview, we went there once where um, if you really have high tolerance for spicy food, um, before you eat this chicken wings, they make you sign a waiver. Away. I've heard of that. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. a waiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. just so to make sure that if something happened to you, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's I don't think I would sign up for that. You don't. I, mean, I think I did actually. I just remember. I just lick it once. Like I just lick it. Oh my god! I had to order like a five dollar glass of milk just like as oh. an antidote. Oh, okay, you that's... only licked it. Do you know what kind of like um chili pepper or chili that they were using for they that? They probably don't release that kind of information. They right? don't, but it's they like even know. licking it is like, oh my god! So you have <laughs> to sign the waiver. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver before they bring out the chicken. Wow. Yeah, I would just want to try it, but mm-hmm. because of all this hype around it, and they say you know if you're able to successfully eat the chicken wings, you can get your picture on the wall. That's Was it? there anyone? who posted their picture successfully I think, they, I think there might be a few people but That's i mean all you get? a picture on the wall you don't even get like a free meal jeez you get pride eternal pride <laughs> yeah i guess yeah because not a lot of people were able to do that i mean oh, like geez. bone your gi track while you add it with like permanent acid reflex from eating that chicken wing nope okay. not worth it, not for me. Worth it. <laughs> you can join trump in taking a famotidine <laughs> <laughs> if you get permanent acid reflux. But anyways, let's move on to the last myth where we're or one of the last myths that we're going to be talking about today. Um, have you guys heard about UV lamps and how apparently people are saying that they're effective for disinfecting hands and clothing? Yeah, I read about this. Too. Yeah, but that is also a myth. So let's discuss it. Let's discuss it a little bit further. 
Well, I didn't actually know about this until I heard about it through you guys. So like, how does a person actually get the idea of using a UV lamp for disinfecting anyways? Mm-hmm. So a quick breakdown, like the so the sun produces a spectrum of UV light. So there's UV A, B, and C. So we know that UV A makes up the majority of the ra- UV radiation reaching the Earth, and so this can penetrate to the skin and cause um, things that are the bane of our existence. So aging and wrinkles and age spots. So damn you UV A. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, UV B goes even deeper into the skin and it causes sunburn. And actually, both UVA and B can increase the risk of skin cancer. But uh, interestingly enough, neither of these have any effect on bacteria and viruses. But here's the, as Trump would call it, the game changer, UVC. So that can actually kill bacteria and viruses. But usually, um, we have the ozone layer. So that stops UVC emitted from the sun from reaching the Earth. So that's, that's a good thing because our, actually our skin and eyes couldn't really handle it. But when UVC is produced artificially, it can kill bacteria and viruses. So they actually use this to purify like water and air and surfaces. And I know, I know they use this in China for, for disinfecting within the hospitals and also for like public transport. So like the buses or disinfecting like money or elevators as well. But like, where do they actually um, able to purchase this UVC product? I don't know. I'm sure they have lots of uh, companies that are able to to produce it. So, like I, I mean, I received the notification from Health Canada last week, and is warning Canadians about the risk of using UV lights and wands that's falsely claiming to disinfect against COVID nineteen. Oh, I'm glad so, the Health Canada came out with a warning. That's good. Yeah, they say that making false or uh, misleading claims is illegal. And they're asking all this company that claims the product is, uh, is you know, um, effective. somehow yeah effective. They need to submit some database and give them some evidence to demonstrate that the UV light actually protect against COVID. And so far, they haven't received any of those. Um, yeah, they probably scared yet. everyone off because they had no data in the first place. Yeah, they probably can't so like. Pro- like they can't, probably can't even um, produce any data that says that they're actually producing UVC in the first place. Yeah, they also say that I guess you know, like using UVC can actually have a lot of uh, common injury, especially if you're exposing your skin to it. Mm-hmm. Did you hear anything about that? Oh yeah, I, I heard that. Like, if you do ex- actually expose yourself to UVC, you can cause like serious burns and eye damage within seconds. So uh, I know there's some things that are being sold on Amazon right now. Like uh, if you search up UVC like light lamp, you can actually get one off Amazon and it's not even $40. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. I wonder why people are buying it. It's so affordable. It is affordable. And there's also like on Amazon, they're also selling like a UV wand that you can use to disinfect apparently like your phone and your computer and and like baby toys and, and stuff like that. So that was $60 Canadian. So, I mean, I can see why the price point would be attractive for people. But again, like, you know, if you're actually being exposed to UVC, you would get, actually get serious burns and eye damage. So an expert is saying that, like, if you can look at these lights and be in the room with them, they're actually not powerful enough to kill COVID. So they're probably not actually UVC. So, again, Just throwing again, your money out the window. Yeah. Well, and very and harming yourself in, in that process. In the process. So, yeah. yeah so well, because it's also not worth it. 
Yeah, you're probably thinking like those people who buy it, they're probably thinking that they're actually disinfecting like their their uh, possessions and they're also disinfecting their hands and whatnot and clothing, but they're not. So it's actually not doing it's anything and then they security. feel invincible. Exactly. So it's really scary. Yeah. Health Canada is saying that, you know, all these devices should not be used as a substitute for preventative measures, like Valerie was saying earlier in terms of, you know, all that common sense. Mm-hmm. maintaining it's physical lacking. distancing, washing hands and touching your face and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, like the stuff that you can buy online. Have you guys um, seen anything like what's the weirdest thing that you've seen or bought online? I don't know. I don't think I really look for anything like that's too out of the ordinary. <laughs> so I'll defer that maybe to Anne. I'm sure she has some stories <laughs> <laughs> or anyone else. Maybe CC. Well, I've not seen, much. I've seen... um. When I was uh, looking up kind of weird things that people can buy online, because I was curious because of uh, this Amazon, I, I was really shocked to see that people could actually buy like UV light lamps and UV wands. I actually saw that the weirdest thing, so I thought this was weird, so you guys can tell me what you think, but you can actually buy real human skulls online. What? What? Yeah. So oh my it's based God, out of so America. Creepy. I know. So it's based out of America. Like a real one? Yeah, they're real. Yeah. So there's this website and uh, they have real human skulls and then they also have skull like replicas. Um, If you're curious about the price, like it's about uh, over $2,000 American for a human skull. But it's all legal because um, apparently the website claims that they'll only sell like the skulls um, to like, you know, people who actually have a valid scientific scientific or medical reason to have them. So like doctors or or nurses or people who are doing research. But uh, I know that's, How do you prove that's it? even, I, I don't even know. I hope they really do like ask for a certificate or some sort of proof that you are who you claim to be. Otherwise, I can see really creepy people just going online and buying <sighs> these real human skulls. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. just disturbing. But if it's from donors, I would think that all these donors would donate it to, you know, university science. and science. Yeah. Like instead of donating it, it online. It, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> so strange. It is really strange. I mean, did you hear about the thermal scanner as well? People actually also think that it can detect COVID. Oh, hmm. is it because they see like people, um, you know, like outside like grocery stores and stuff, they were taking people's temperatures and, and then deciding if they could go into a store. So people right. are like, oh, that must be like a thing to be able to determine if I have COVID or not. Is that kind of the r- rationale behind it? maybe potentially but like thermometers like it was like a hot commodity doing COVID I mean people just need to realize once again that you know this like thermometer it just to detect whether or not you have a temperature and you have a fever it's not to detect whether or not you have COVID so it's kind of maybe give them a false sense of uh, you know protection that they don't have yeah security that knowing that they don't have COVID because the thermometers say they normal Mm-hmm. so strange that's terrible but um i mean some people were asking um whether echinacea vitamin c Corvex are good for preventions of treatments of COVID 19 how do you guys respond to that well i think that is a, a great question to ask about you know the echinacea vitamin d cold effects and 
um, co- not by coincidence, we also do have episodes on all each of those three. So please tune in to our previous episodes if you want to hear what our bottom line is for those three um, medications. So uh, we actually because we actually address those myths already with our previous uh, podcast episodes. But just to recap really quickly for you guys, there is no good evidence to support any vitamins or minerals at this time for preventing or treating COVID. They do have other uses. So again, just tune into those episodes for more information. And like Cecilia did mention um, in in the past, there is no specific medicine recommended at this point in time to prevent, prevent or treat the new coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of people also thinking that if once they catch COVID, they would have it for life. Oh, Mm. yeah. And but actually, most of the people who catch COVID can can recover and actually eliminate the virus from their bodies. There there might actually be a period of time where after you catch COVID, you if you do get retested again, um, you would show that you still have COVID, but that doesn't mean that um, you'll have it for for life. So if you do catch the disease, just make sure you seek out the appropriate care to relieve and treat treat any symptoms that you have. So again, if you have like cough or fever, or difficulty breathing, it's important just to make sure you seek medical care. Good points, good points. Uh, this one last myth that uh, we we checked out, this one just makes me go, huh? Well, they all kind of make me go, huh? But this one's like particularly. So there were anti-5G protesters on the street um, everywhere. And some of them were 5G. actually lighting fires. Yeah, they, oh. some of them were actually lighting fire onto these mobile networks, which coincidentally oh actually was like sometimes 3G or 4G networks and not actually 5G networks, <laughs> but they were doing it anyways, because they wouldn't know the difference. But some people actually thought that these 5G mobile networks were actually spreading the COVID-19. I don't even know how this even how? came up, but apparently some some people were speculating that um, the these 5G mobile networks like through... Um, radiation are poisoning cells and and that's what created this COVID-19 so it was a conspiracy theory conspiracy theory that this is the reason why we're having it so we need to shut down these 5G mobile networks so that we can limit and prevent the spread of COVID-19 but here's the thing viruses can't actually travel on radio waves or mobile networks it's spread by how you guys have you know rattled it off many many times already it's spreading also in so like by um, by droplets and by contact essentially, and mm-hmm. COVID nineteen is spreading still in many parts of the world and in countries that do not even have five G mobile networks. So that just completely debunks that. Wait, what is what is five G mobile networks? It's the fastest, uh, the newest and fastest mobile network, and not everyone or everywhere is actually converted over to these 5G networks yet, but it's actually supposed to be like 100 times faster in terms of like transmission of information and data um, transmission um, that compared to like the 4G, so the predecessors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's the new mobile network that's like the latest and greatest thing. Okay, so but oh. here's the thing. I can understand. I can understand like the common sense behind. Okay, well, the well, the lack of common sense. But I can understand like the theory behind some of those myths. Like you know how we talked about how injecting or drinking bleach. Like I can, you know, it's it's convoluted, but I can still understand why people believe that. Yeah, because it's a disinfectant, ever, right? Yeah, but why would people ever believe that a virus can can be transmitted through like a, a mobile network? I don't know. And like, I think that, that they were just so far. I just don't know. 
But again, it was like, I'm not going to list names or anything like that. But there were some influential like celebrities that were actually tweeting about this. And then it gained leverage. And then just people just took, took win with it. So um, yep, it's not it's not true though. So um, everybody um, is safe to use three G, three G, four G, five G. Doesn't matter what G network you're using; it's all safe, and it's not going to have any bearing on your um, ability to trans uh, to uh, contract COVID nineteen. To be honest, all I don't even know points. what G I'm using. So, oh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, too. I think in. Well, I don't know, maybe some of our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that 5G is totally like completely um, mobilized yet across Canada. I think we're still building up those uh, mobile towers for that. I so. think you're I think you're right. Yeah. And I also don't think like a lot of unless you have uh, a very new phone, like a lot of the phones aren't capable of, have, of like uh, getting 5G anyways, right? Or supporting 5G. I don't think my mm-hmm. phone is, but it's it's a bit older. Yeah. Well, yeah. all good points. Anyways, we hope this episode addresses some, at least some of the common COVID-19 myths and help our listener navigate the new normals with confidence. Well, I hope to also navigate the dating world with confidence, but let's go back to uh, Anne. And, and can you tell me more about your, your deal breakers for men? I'm very curious. Oh, oh yes. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're the wisdom, no. the, the wise uh, wisdom expert on, on deal breakers. <laughs> but remember how um, we talk in the past about how both sexes, they 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 say that kindness is one of the most attractive traits? You mm. did talk about that, I think. Yeah. yeah. So now, uh, apparently, according to both sexes, let's just talk about like uh, what the diss is. That what they're saying is poor hygiene is one of those negative okay, traits for that. both sexes. Yeah, I can, no, I can see that. I agree. Like, yeah. Well, like, that's, like, yeah. that's why it's important to meet someone in person, right? Like, so I remember talking to you guys about uh, how I went on the virtual date, but that's actually one drawback. You can't actually, you know, you can't actually tell things about hygiene through a virtual date because you, one thing you can't tell is that you can't tell if he smells. So honestly, that that is quite <laughs> important. <laughs> I remember but one can of you my see friends. was he smiling like can you see his teeth whether he has good teeth I guess so but like sometimes yeah. like you can't tell like that too well until you see them in person and actually I think for I, I actually am quite attracted to people who have an, who have nice teeth so that's that's important to me I don't know why okay just, so you well, you do agree with that that I is do like agree. a yeah. hygiene is, is a very important what about people who smoke is that oh, like yeah, a, a deal breaker, breaker. Definite deal yeah. breaker for me. Yeah. I would I say it's a deal breaker as well. It's just unnecessary expense and bad and bad for health, health in general. Yeah. And also you'll be affected too because of secondhand yeah. smoke. Secondhand smoke, yeah. yeah. And it gets everywhere. But, like if you've ever been in a person's car who smokes, like that smell just seeps into into the fabric. Oh, it gives me a headache. You can't, you can't get it out. Yeah. So it just stays there forever. And the same thing I mean, with it, like when if you have kids, um, if they're still smoking, then that's harmful to them as well through the secondhand yeah, smoke. Yeah, so. secondhand smoke is so bad. Mm, that's a deal breaker. So anyway, so according to the men's, right, men likes to be, you know, neutral. So they, they like to tend to look for someone who want to be, who's able to take care of him. So... Really? According to some, okay. Yeah, according to some men, one of the ways they can judge by it is that whether or not your car is messy. 
So they say that if you don't take good care of your car, can you imagine you can't even gonna if you can't even take care of your belongings, how are you gonna be able to take care of him? That's so unfair, though. Would this be for both sexes? You think or? I guess it's supposed to, but men likes you know to be nurture. Oh. Nurture. I mean, if 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 you like to, uh, you know, if you like to be protected by a man, then definitely mm-hmm. you might want to, you know, observe his vehicle as well, just to see how messy his car is. Mm-hmm. So look for like empty water bottles, wrappers, paper pens. If his things are flying all over the place, probably maybe you know reassess to see whether or not you want to go on a second date. Okay, so I have two things to say because of Anne's accent. I keep hearing like <laughs> I'm not sure if you're saying neutered, but I know you're not. <laughs> But I'd like to be nurture. Yeah. No. Okay. Nurture. Okay. okay. <laughs> but uh second thing is uh I don't I don't think that's a fair assessment actually because I actually have um I don't know uh if they're gonna listen to this episode, so I will not be too specific with who they are, but I have a couple of friends who have very messy cars and they know it because I, I make fun of them all the time. But I like one of them is uh is actually um a mother. So she is able to take care of like her her child and her husband like quite well. Um and she's in a healthcare profession as well. So I, I don't know if that's a fair like deal breaker because I think she just keeps her car messy just because like I don't know. You're she maybe doesn't. Up kind of thing. Yeah, she doesn't like. She doesn't time. prioritize it. Yeah, like yeah. it's not a big deal to her if her car is messy. And I, honestly, like every time, because like when she used to drive us in the past, like we would always make fun of her. Be like, oh my gosh, like to get into your car, we have to wait ten minutes for you to like clean up the floor before we can even step in it. But oh, she doesn't think it's messy. <laughs> so wait, I, but is it after she she got married and have children? Because I mean, well, having I children is understandable. Seen- I haven't actually seen her car like recently because of the pandemic and also um, maybe it's less messy now, but uh, I, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a good extrapolation. Like if you have a messy car that like you're not able to take care of someone else, like I think that's different. I don't know, but I think that's what some men saw, uh, would, they would use it against you. But really? I don't think you have anything to worry about because I think your car is pretty clean. So Yeah, I like I to think keep my on. car clean. Yeah. But um, moving on to some of the other deal breakers, yeah. one of the other ones they mentioned is uh, selfie addiction. You know, narcissistic people who like to okay. take pictures of themselves and always like on the phone trying to post on social media constantly um you know frequently changing your profile picture that is like a big no-no for for guys really i don't i don't think you have this issue so but you don't agree to this i haven't changed my profile picture in like over a year so Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's interesting because i don't know like is it is it specific to selfies? Like, um, what if you take well, lots of pictures, like with other people, or or like you just take lots of pictures in general? Is that yourself, a deal breaker? Maybe, right? Yeah. yeah, I think it's mainly like the fact that you know when you're on your phone taking selfie, you just like being on the phone constantly. Yeah, very self-absorbed and oh, don't pay okay. attention. Like, to... don't you have something better to do? Kind of thing, right? Gives them oh, that okay. impression that you're less intelligent ex- or something. Ex- exactly. Like you're attention seeking. You're not mature enough. You just, you know, spend a lot of time trying to get people to like you for yes to pay attention to you. Yeah. So it's more yeah. like this is kind of an indicator of a personality flaw, right? Like, or not a personality flaw, but something of your character because you are, if you're taking a lot of selfies and trying to post it to get lots of likes and followers, and you're constantly seeking that self, like external validation. So it's. You sound like, like a psychologist. I love oh. it. <laughs> I, I did like 
psychology a lot, but yeah. I think, yeah, it kind of kind of goes deeper beyond that. But I could also see it going both ways because wouldn't this also be a deal breaker for you guys if you were if you were dating a, a guy and he was very into his looks and very into like selfie taking and profile pictures? I don't think I I don't think I see a lot of men does this. I think I've seen more women does it more than men. It's definitely more common mm-hmm. in women. But I have seen men who are also like more obsessed with with selfies as well and and like looks. So I could see it I going see. both yeah. ways. And people like women who who's like you know constantly trying to take pictures, they always have like too much makeup on too, just to they look do, good yeah. for the photos. Yeah, and that's also one of the things. Like most men, just like women to be more natural. I mean, it's definitely not a deal breaker, but they just like women mm. with like you know less makeup. Oh, and interesting. Okay, that's a general consensus that I feel like I got to from like listening to my guy friends. So I would agree with that. Yeah. And the second point to to take note is that they don't like it when women are trying too hard to get. Oh, like playing okay. too hard to get? Yeah. Do you know do you know what that mean? Yeah, like they're they're acting like aloof and like they ignore texts for for days and like they just basically pretend like they don't uh they don't care as much, right? To give that yeah. impression to the guy that uh they're they've got better things to do, but it, I, I think the theory is that uh, they think that if they act like they're hard to get, then it makes the guy want to put in more effort to to get them. If that makes but sometimes sense. it has the opposite effect. That's true it? too. Yeah, but I thought men usually like a challenge. They do like a challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Indiana Jones adventure trying to unlock some sort of secret tombstone. That, <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna go out unless you like you know like ten out of ten. And oh, have like a super personality, super all these guys yeah. are chasing you, then maybe yeah. they will, you know, they like the chase as well, uh, just to be in a competition to get you to notice them. I think but it's most more, yeah, I think it's more so like, yeah, if they find enough qualities that are good in the female, then if the female is not like purposely trying to play hard to get, then it makes it worth it for him to try to win her over. Versus someone who seems like they do have like um, um, some interest in with the female things that she expresses interest in the guy, but then is like purposely playing hard to get. I think that is where it probably gets a little bit more unattractive. I don't know. It's like it's a little bit controversial to me. Like uh, a while back, uh, one guy was telling me how if he really likes somebody then like unless she's married like nothing is off limit so yeah like even if if he wait what if she she has a boyfriend yeah it doesn't matter like he was trying to be friends with her and i don't know if a man really likes you like i don't know they say there's no limit apparently so i'm not sure but maybe we think differently right i mean maybe I think it'd be different know. as to what he did. Like if he really liked her and then he like actively pursued her, even though he knew that she was in a long-term relationship versus just being patient and waiting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really. I Well, maybe, I mean, I mean, men's are from Mars. Is it men from Mars and women's are from Venus? Yes. But yes. I guess we, we do think differently than them. Mm-hmm. So I guess the idea is that, you know, do play some like you know do not don't make it so easy on him right like don't sleep with him on a first day and you know and 
definitely if he pressure you to do that, definitely that's probably a red flag that you shouldn't, you know, continue on this relationship if he's going to pressure you to sleep with him. Um, and typically, I mean, don't be too cold. I mean, like give him some sort of a re like um, a reassurance if you do actually like him. So try not to, you know, make him work so hard in a sense. Mm-hmm. If he texts you, just know, you know, um, nowadays we are older, right? So if, if you receive a text and you really like the guy, mm-hmm. I don't see what's the point of having to wait like three, four days just to respond back to his text. To play yeah. the mind game. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, when you get older, it just, you know, if you like someone, just say it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no need to, to be no so wishy-washy. And yeah. Exactly. And the last thing, which is very important as well, is to be too negative. Oh, mm-hmm. like if a girl is that's being kind too of negative, then that's a deal breaker for men? Yeah, like a negative okay. Nancy or a Debbie Downer. You know, <laughs> when yeah. you're like, you know, like every time you hang out with this particular person, I used to have a friend like this. Every time you hang out, um, she always have like, she's like, always have negative things to say is it's very judgmental remarks about another girl's appearance like oh my god that girl's so skinny does she not eat anything Um. it's just like when you surround yourself with all this negative people Mm -hmm. it just it's it's not a good environment to be in so for sure guys same thing they don't want to have a girlfriend that is always so negative and that's a lot of drama that men usually doesn't like drama they don't they're very they're more (laughs) simple-minded yeah yeah those are good deal breakers i think uh yeah i think i would agree with with some of them so yeah do you think you have any of the three deal breakers that we discussed i guess four in a sense being one is uh poor hygiene the other is selfie addiction playing too hard to get and being negative uh i I don't think that's the question for you guys to answer for like us like not, oh. we shouldn't answer for ourselves, kind of thing, right? That's a good point. <laughs> I don't. Like, think I know for Cecilia, me, Cecilia would Cecilia answer. For, oh, does not. Ex- she does not display any of those uh, deal breakers. Neither Thank do you, Anne. Same. So, I don't yeah, think that's why, Anne has, that's why Anne's taken, ladies yes, and gents. That is correct. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, um, neither of you are negative, and you don't play hard to get, and you're not addicted to selfies. And you definitely don't But smell. I do play hard to get. Do you? Oh, well, not with us. I used to. I used to, anyway. <laughs> I think I'm really? super annoyed as a guy. If, a, if I have a girl that is playing hard to get, I think that would drive me up the wall. I think yeah, I would I think... actually, I think I would just assume that they weren't interested in me and I would give up. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, I don't know. I just it's feel like I'm very, I'm very honest. So I would be like, oh, okay, they're not interested. They're, I've texted them and they're Move waiting. On. They haven't texted me back in three days. Okay, next person. Yeah. 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 I have like two rules that I, I try to, you know, to keep it. Like I know my sister, like some people in general, they just, even after marriage, they don't um, text the guys. Like they don't text the husband first. They they always want the guy to uh, initiate the text. Mm-hmm. The really? Day. So yeah, so they could go. She could go like three days if the if the husband doesn't text her, then she won't she aren't won't they, text him back. But aren't at they all. like living together? Are you talking about yeah, long no, like, just like texting in general? Oh, like, really? No, they do talk, right? But she never initiate the text unless is he texts her first to say, "Oh hey, you know, wifey, how's your day?" Then she'll respond. Interesting. But she, yeah, 
So everyone has their little little rules that they go with. Like for me, for example, like I always get my husband to open the doors. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but really opening the doors and paying the the I'm restaurant the bill, bill is my is my um number one requirement. Really? Okay. Do you have any requirements for your that. husband? I know. <laughs> I wouldn't you like that if I were dating you. Be like, I am not going to call you back. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last date we're going on in. Yeah. My wallet is broken. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't really, I think it's a nice gesture when guys open the doors, but I like if they don't, then I'm totally cool with that too. I, 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 don't. I would expect it, though, because I'm more like that's just like a basic manner gen, um, gentleman thing. But I will yeah. open the door for them, too. So it doesn't yeah. have to be always. But I do expect that. I wouldn't, be that. I wouldn't be the type mm-hmm. of girl who like, you know, when a guy drives you and then there's girls who sit in the car and wait until the guy like gets out and then goes over to. Oh, no, no. I forget. I wouldn't myself. do that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I open my own doors to get out. Yeah, but, okay. But, you know, to but, like, get entering in, somewhere. I want. Okay. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's very <laughs> specific. Yeah. I hope your husband is, is well-trained in these aspects now. <laughs> oh, they probably no, he does. I, <laughs> word. You probably hear it all the time, getting trained, getting trained, getting trained, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... I guess the idea is like, you know, looks only get you somewhat. I mean, they say looks can get you through the door, give you the key to get to the door, but it doesn't get you to stay in the house. That's a yeah. good uh, That's a good saying. I, I enjoy it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, kindness and being and positive a, and yeah. be positive. Don't play too hard to get. Yeah, being affectionate. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what keeping they your that car clean. Oh, yes, that too. <laughs> well. That's All debatable, right. but so yes. Okay, so, yeah. So let's wrap this up. I think yeah, uh, we I think have enough deal week. breakers here. Oh yeah, we talked about them um, at great length. Thank you so much, Anne, for sharing them, and uh, you put a lot of thought into it. So always willing and interested in learning from you about relationship advice. Um, but yeah, we have uh, our topic already lined up for next week, and it's a very hyped up topic. We're going to be talking about a certain type of vitamin, going to make you guess which one, and whether or not we may need it during the winter season. If you know what kind of vitamin, make sure you leave a comment on, on our social media accounts or Instagram at it is better to know. But we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We know there are a lot of podcasts to choose from, and we want to thank you for listening. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please share it with your family and friends and follow us on Instagram at It Is Better To Know. Like always, we appreciate the likes and comments. Curious Music is performed by Bonsai Mammal, written by Andrew Southwell and Jimmy Harry. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and should not be taken as medical advice. As every individual is unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. You got me free.